name is Shandy Chernow and you're listening to the Shandyland podcast. I have a funny inventor extraordinaire for you today, also a food allergy parent and has taken that into a journey of inventing something super cool for the food allergy community. Ben Apple, the founder of Well2 Allergen Safety Products. Is that right? Did I get it? That's right. The company is Allergen Safety Products. Perfect. All right. So tell me your food allergy journey. We're going to get into the inventing things because apparently you've invented things I didn't know you've invented, which is amazing. Uh, but let's start on the food allergy side. You have a son, Will, who's allergic to stuff. Yes. My son, Will, is allergic to certain tree nuts. And we found out about the allergy as many parents do through an anaphylactic reaction. Um, we were, my wife and I were both at work and we received a phone call from our babysitter saying that he just looked a little bit off, Good which for was the, the most babysitter, amazing. Good babysitter, by the way. Oh, awesome. It was amazing. Yes. Uh, so we rushed home and by the time we got home, uh, his face was swollen. He'd thrown up and, you know, being two, he can't really communicate that well, but he just felt bad. And so we did the typical, you know, call the hospital, call 911. And uh, his doctor said, you know, rush him to the hospital. So we get in the car and start rushing to the hospital. And then she called and said, no, don't go to the hospital. Go to the nearest pharmacy because I just checked. And the emergency room is not the place to go right now at this moment. So I've called the pharmacist and they're waiting for you to administer Benadryl in the pharmacy. I have, and, I, I'm having, I'm having feelings about this story. Oh yeah. And so of course, what do you do? You do what the doctor tells yeah. you to do. And so the pharmacist was great. She was actually waiting for us and we administered Benadryl because of course we didn't have an EpiPen at this time. You know, um, but the doctor could have prescribed one. At the pharmacy. Yes. Oh, in retrospect, it's 2020, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. but we're, we're, we're freaking out. Um, as it turns oh. out, Will, my son was fine. Um, he, he recovered. We, we had a, a debrief with everyone involved and, of course, you know, came up with plans and improved those plans and developed plans for every possible scenario. But that was our, that was our freak out moment. And it became real really fast yeah so tree nuts tree nuts specifically cashews and pistachios but at the time we did not know what he was allergic to we also yeah. did not know how his allergies would develop and and so this was uh 2013 i believe um and so we did the um the blood tests the prick tests we did the food challenges and learn that it was pistachios and cashews and it will likely be those two for the rest of his life. I miss pistachios and cashews. My, my tree nut allergy showed up, I don't know, I was 35 or something like that. Right. And, uh, I'm, those two specifically, I miss them. They're delightful. Poor kid. Uh, but yeah. he's the rest of them. So that's good. But so he's not allergic to peanuts. He's not, no, he's not allergic to peanuts. So what did you do with all this information? You invented a peanut allergen wipe. Yes, that's correct. So the second moment we had uh, was we were flying on an airplane over Christmas mm. with our two kids. 
uh, our daughter had been born and she's a young toddler and we've got suitcases and winter coats and it's a crowded airplane and Mm -hmm. we sit down and our youngest is on my lap and son is in the middle and there's nuts everywhere (laughs) the plane is just an absolute mess and of course we're gonna have snacks on the airplane flying from Chicago to Denver so my wife pulled out a baby wipe like a facial baby wipe Mm -hmm. that was for our daughter and it's the gentlest wipe you can find water and aloe and maybe fragrance and and I looked at my wife and I said that is not good enough but that's the only thing we have so like let's wipe down everything because there's just ashio shells and treat up you know crumbs everywhere and um that's what we had. But what do you do? You're 30,000 feet. So we freak out for a couple hours, get home. We're safe. And then I thought there's, there's gotta be something to address that situation. And I looked because we're still adapting to this new way of life. Yeah. You look for every product and solution you can find. And there's a few, uh, but there's nothing that would have addressed that moment. There's nothing that I could have had with me in that moment to help yeah to eliminate the threat yes and it's it's physical right i mean we we obviously don't want anyone to get sick it's emotional because we're we're stranded we're 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 up in the sky Mm -hmm. um so that's when i got to thinking okay well if no one else has done it i'm gonna do it there's a problem i'm a problem solver i love to solve problems um and that's when I kind of set on this path of learning about food allergens and what they are, uh, why they are, um, and what weaknesses they might have that we can overcome to create safe environments. So, you know, th- we give a lot of training, right, at Certistar. And uh, one of the things that we always talk about, particularly in food service, uh, when they talk about how frequently they sanitize things, I always tell them, It's in the slide deck, right? No matter how many times you spray Lysol on a peanut, it's still a peanut, Mm -hmm. right? You can, you can, you can bleach the peanut. It's still a peanut, but you found something to make a peanut, not a peanut. That's right. So like, I, I need a chemistry lesson. What happened? How did you do this? So, uh, I researched, you know, peanut allergens and learned that we are allergic to the proteins and and within the protein, we're allergic to certain sequences of amino acids. It's the the sequence of amino acids that causes the allergic reaction. And so if you think of a protein as a spaghetti noodle, a cooked spaghetti noodle, and you lengthen the spaghetti noodle, that protein is going to be made up of many, many amino acids. And when they are in a certain sequence, they have allergenic properties. At the time, uh, we had we you know society had identified um, I think seven sequences of a peanut protein that could cause an allergic reaction, and the number has increased. Okay. Not because the peanuts have changed, but because we've gotten smarter. We've learned a lot. So I hired a smart chemical engineer and set up a laboratory in our garage and this chemical engineer would give me ideas on what could destroy 
the peanut protein at the molecular level. And we don't need to destroy the whole protein. We just need to destroy those allergenic sequences of amino acids. But the you really can't. Plus. Yeah. The seven plus. And so the 16, I believe. No. Okay, 16. Um, but we really can't single out those sequences. So you got to destroy the whole protein. Okay. And, and there are lots of ways to do that. You said, you know, a peanut is still a peanut, right? You can bake a peanut, you can fry a peanut, you can smash a peanut, you can freeze it. It's still a peanut. It's still going to have those amino acid sequences that are allergenic. Uh, so the, the solution is chemical-based. And uh, we tried different chemicals. Uh, so here I am learning about the chemistry of um, protein denaturing. Um, and then also learning about regulations, uh, because this really smart chemical engineer was suggesting some things that were absolutely not permitted in the United States, uh, just enzymatic processes and things that you don't want into the environment. Um, I burned my hands several times on some really <laughs> effective chemicals. I think we have one photograph of uh, my wife came in. It's like midnight. I'm in my lab coat and my hands are just paper white. No more peanut. Also no, no more, more peanut. No yeah. more feeling. It was like a burn. It was like a light burn. Um, the whiteness went away. Um, and so I, I had this laboratory set up and was doing my best to evaluate the efficacy of these different chemical formulations. And again, this is 2015, 16, 17. The test kits, you, you buy a test kit to detect the presence of peanuts. Um, they were still being developed and they were not very reliable. And I remember this one month, I became incredibly frustrated because I thought I had a chemical solution that should work. And it was not working. Like the lab, like the, the test kit was still showing positive results, the positive presence of these peanut proteins. Um, and so I eventually got the laboratory that designed the test kit. And this is a big major brand of, of laboratory equipment. And they admitted that, yeah, there's certain scenarios where it might not be accurate. So what kind like, of setback is that, that? That should be a bumper sticker about all things allergy and testing, right? Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. Is. Yeah. So that's fine. I mean, that, that, that's the, the, the hand we were dealt. That exemplifies mm -hmm. the challenge. Um, we, sure. we eventually came up with a chemical formulation. It's an alcohol-based formulation. We get asked a lot. Um, that is non-toxic. Uh, it is, uh, there's another ingredient that's a, a surfactant. It's used in cosmetics and toothpaste. What is um, a surfactant? Uh, makes bubbles. Thank you. It's, okay. the, it's the ingredient that makes your toothpaste foamy. Gotcha. Okay. And we tested it on various surfaces. Um, so I went to a, a wood maker and I got a piece of a restaurant table, your very typical wood restaurant mm -hmm. table. Um, went to- Forest, but shellac. Yep. Yeah. Went to the hardware store and got, you know, granite, uh, pieces of granite, um, called every airline and asked for airplane seatback trays. And one airline, uh, agreed to anonymously send me seatback trays that they had pulled out of their dumpster, uh, because the FAA prohibits you from like doing things with airplane parts, I guess. Okay. Um, so we're not going to name that airline, uh, but I'm forever grateful because, you know, it's but got that plastic with the little bumps, like pores. Yeah. It's really tough to clean. Um, and so we kept testing and testing and testing. And, well, and so it it's not quite so slidey, right? That's right. That's right. Um, and then it came time for the wipes, the non-woven fabrics. And 
you know, I'm still out of my garage at this point, and it's difficult to get the attention of the likes of, you know, Kimberly Clark when you're saying, I've got this great idea, I just need the right fabric. Um, but after pushing and pushing for about a year, I was able to get maybe 100 samples of, of white material and tested them alone, and I tested them with the chemical formulation that I developed. Um, and if you were to hold a wipe, you would see that it's, it's very thick. It's a very thick wipe. It's very pliable, but it also is abrasive. It's very unique. Okay. It's a very like heavy. Like you just compared to your typical wipe, it's much heavier. Um, and so then we did all, all the testing all over again, or all the different surfaces, and got to the point where we were absolutely successful with the removal and neutralization of the peanut allergies. Like legit, on, you're like vaporizing peanut dust. We're, we're, we're breaking up the allergenic amino acid sequences to the point where they're no longer detectable. I like uh, vaporizing, but yeah, no, that's amazing. So that was pretty exciting, right? But yeah. I'm still a, a guy in a garage with a bunch of lab equipment. Uh, and so I set off to find a laboratory that would independently test the wipes, which major setback, there was no test. There, there's, 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 there were tests that existed to detect the presence of allergens, but no tests that existed to demonstrate the removal of the allergens. So interesting. So, cause the negative isn't necessarily the negative, right? It's just kind of a lack of a positive. Right. Yeah. Okay. So can I ask a dumb question? Yes. The amino acids that we're allergic to in the peanuts, are those same amino acids in other common allergens also? Or similarly vaporizable ones? So they're not the same, but they are similar, but okay. not in an intuitive way. So uh, sometimes an amino acid sequence um, in a tree nut might have a similar amino acid sequence of a pollen or some other allergen in nature. Um, and, and this is where I need to be very careful. I have tested well to wipes on all kinds of allergens internally. We have not been able to complete testing with independent laboratories because of this whole test kit process and the lack of standard tests. But, but next on the list is to um, get independent testing of our product because it, in theory, um, should be very effective. Uh, on many substances. And your internal testing is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Unofficially supporting that theory. It's encouraging, yes. Encouraging, great word. Okay, that's that's yeah. great. So how small, like how small of a peanut piece do you need to be able to neutralize the peanut peanutiness of it? Let me try to answer that question. So does that make sense? Like, like if you take a whole peanut, I'm guessing that's too big, but if you have dust on the, you know, leftover from people's fingers and stuff, small enough, but how small or how big is too big? Well, so peanuts obviously come in different forms, right? And, and as a parent, if we see nuts out on the table, we're just going to leave and find it on the table. Right. It's sure. it's more the risk of we're here, we're we're seated. Yeah. And we don't know what happened up to this point. 
we don't know what was here 10 minutes ago. We don't know what was here yesterday. Right. Um, but I'm pretty sure the surface was not cleaned. Um, so, all right. So now I'll, I'll answer the question. Um, if, if you can visualize, if you can see the allergen, um, that's fine, right? You know, peanuts will obviously uh, wipe right up. It's the residues that we're really yeah. concerned about. And so peanut butter is really sticky. It's really tough to get off. It's one of the most difficult nut butters to remove, which okay. was a great challenge for us. Um, but you can have it. We, we, we tested on varying amounts, uh, but you know, being able to see a, a, a drop or a smear of, of peanut butter is certainly something that is not too large to mitigate. That's so cool. I love it. Like it's, I just, I find this so fascinating. So you're not a chemist, but you clearly now have a ton of chemical knowledge right? <laughs> more, more than I thought I would ever. Yes. <laughs> Maybe the chemists would disagree with me. I don't know, but like compared to me, <laughs> so you have invented other things. Also, you solve problems that you see are in front of you. How, like walk me through your process of, I see problem and I would like to solve it solved. I know it's gonna be different with each invention, right? But like, how is it that you kind of look at it um, and look at the world and and figure out what hole needs filled or if a hole needs filled. So I was a mechanical engineering major in undergrad. And I think that was that was very appropriate for me because I love to solve problems and that kind of gave me the tools to solve mm-hmm. problems. I'm I'm a curious person and I'm easily frustrated. <laughs> and I will get been out of shape over the smallest inconsistency that has no relevance or impact on my life, just <laughs> as I will get emotional uh, about a large work problem that I think should have a solution that that, that doesn't. And it just kind of tendency, if I, if I see something, I'll want to solve it. And I might not be able to sleep that night. And my wife might come down and I'm at the kitchen table sketching out a better way to arrange the camper, you know, the RV, which I will never do, but it's just a better way of doing things. You got to do it. You got to figure it out. So, all right. Fair enough. So just going back to the, to the chemistry piece of it, I got so involved in, in the story of, of how I got, I lost track of my questions, but thinking about what the wipes do in the, in the neutralizing, I guess what the solution does in the neutralizing, uh, would it be possible? I know you're not going to say yes, because that would be too definitive in this case. Would it be possible to kind of take it down a lactate type of path? Like if we've got something that can knock out the amino acids that we're reacting to, you know how lactose intolerant people can take lactate. I have no idea what magic is inside of that stuff. And then, you know, have some lactose and not feel as bad. Could you envision using this neutralization kind of in the same vein for small amounts to maybe prevent reactions or try? So our our mission is to enable people to confidently live with allergies. That's our that's our corporate mission. I don't think the the science behind well two peanut allergen wipes um, has universal applicability, but we are looking at all ways that we can help people live safely and comfortably with allergies. 
I'm kind of giving you a little bit of side eye here because I'm not entirely yeah. sure that there was an answer in there. I was just thinking that like if if there was neutralizing outside the body, would it be possible to neutralize inside too? I don't know. I that's beyond that is beyond beyond my education. That's where my little, you know, I like it. I, sleep, I, I like sleep it. deprived brain took it. You know, I was just kind of curious. I thought it, you know, that would be super cool to be able to have like a I'm going to go to this baseball game today and I can be around the peanuts. No problem or less problem. That'd be so neat. That would be. Right. So talk to me about taking a product through the, once you have it, right. You talked a lot about the creation process and, you know, how to figure out what the right solution is, how to test it, all those things. Once it's ready, how do you figure out how to manufacture it and be able to scale it and package it and all that stuff. Like, what does that process look like for you guys? I think there's a lot of people who go, I could invent mm-hmm. something, but then there's so much after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I never truly, I didn't think of this as a marketable invention until I started telling friends about my laboratory in the garage. And, and it was like, <laughs> what are you going to do with that? And, and I was like, I'm going to use it to make a safe environment for my son. Like I'm doing this for one person in the world. And then it's like, oh, but, you know, have you thought about our friends and, and the people you know and the people you don't know that have allergies? Um, and so at that point, it's like, well, I've got the product. I mean, I've got the formulation. I, I, I can make this thing. Like, yeah. That, and that, that's where I hired an independent lab to do the testing. Um, so it, it kind of happened without me thinking about it, the, the moment that I decided that it was going to be a business was, you know, the day that my wife and I sat down and started talking about finances. Because once you get into production and independent testing, you know, uh, it gets very, very expensive. Um, a lot of that, upfront capital. A lot of upfront capital. And, yeah. and a lot of, you know, begging and pulling strings to get on the production lines because we're it's a first-class product. We're, we're, we're being made on the same machines that make the highest quality wipes in the world chemicals that are the highest grade you can find anywhere. And it's difficult to buy small quantities of those chemicals. Uh, but, but once we figured it out, it was like, well, yeah, why wouldn't we do this? But we never thought of it like, we're going to create this product to sell. That, that was so secondary in the entire process and, until we really started incurring major expenses. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. And, and I'm, I'm like the problem solver. And I love to connect with the consumers. So one of my favorite parts of the job, but there's this in-between phase called sales and marketing and branding. <laughs> Packaging, and, yeah. And I am, and yeah, I'm, I am, I'm bad at sales. I'm bad at marketing. Thankfully, we've got a great crew that, that does that work. Um, but that was like a major hurdle to overcome. How are we going to sell this thing? The product does not exist. People don't go shopping for allergen wipes. You know, the, the category, allergy wellness, there's no allergy wellness category. You can't go to Target mm-hmm. and go to the allergy wellness aisle. And you and don't really so, want to be with like the Clorox wipes. It's a different solution, right? Yeah, where do you put it, right? It <clears> is, <throat> yeah. So that that's that's been the part that makes it feel like a real business because of the challenges of, of marketing and, and, and distribution. I totally empathize with this issue. Yeah. When you create a new category, I mean, 
before you can market the product, you have to market the category. Right. Right. Yeah. We, we, actually, we received a, a call uh, earlier this week, actually, from a university that is interested in bringing wealthy wipes in. Um, and it became apparent early on that we were being slotted as a cleaning product. And there's a lot of baggage that goes along with being a cleaning product, mm-hmm. distribution channels, production, et cetera. And you know, our position is well, we're not it's a cleaning much more product. Commodity, right? right. Yeah. We're not a cleaning product. I said, we're, we're, we're an allergy wellness product. We shouldn't go through the same purchasing process because we have students in a classroom that could be exposed. In fact, mm-hmm. this all came about because someone was exposed and there's a, there's a bad situation. Um, yeah, so distribution is, is absolutely one of our largest challenges. Yeah, I bet. Tell me some of the stories that you've heard from your now customers. Okay, so I'm going to give a, a shout out um, to Detective Harley or Peanut Free with Harley. And I don't know if, if, if anyone has uh, seen the videos um, of Harley. And this is a dog that detects peanuts. Mm-hmm. And there's a video where... Um, Harley is presented with a spoon that has been um, put in a jar of peanuts and then wiped with a wipe, different wipes, mm-hmm. big name wipes. Well, there's your test. And Harley detects peanuts on every wipe or after the spoon has been cleaned with every wipe. And at the end, um, a wealthy wipe is used to wipe the spoon and Harley does not detect any peanuts. That's awesome. That was awesome. That was that was an emotional. Thing. I trust Harley uh, more than I trust the labs. I think I like that's great. That's super yeah, cool. It was great. And of course, Harley is absolutely a beautiful dog. I mean, it's just it's just really neat to see. Um, some travel. We get notes, emails from people that are traveling or they're getting ready to travel. You know, cross country flight, mm-hmm. long flight, and I was there. Right, like I, I I can really relate to that moment, and that is uh that's emotional. That's very rewarding and inspiring to to think that we might be adding a little bit of peace uh, and comfort to people that are in a very stressful situation. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I love it. How can people find uh, Well2Wipes online and connect with you? Instagram, Well2Wipes, and we're at Well2.com. We, we only sell on our website right now because we're very concerned about distribution and we want to control quality so you can only buy our website well2.com and that's w-e-l-l-t-o-o that is correct thank you not like the number two right like not like the number two no like well also (laughs) yes or i guess i don't i don't have another word for two uh okay perfect so well2.com and instagram are kind of the places to go and then uh i am very interested to hear your two truths and a lie when I asked you about it pre-show, you were super confident, right? It was, I think it was the most confident answer I may have ever gotten. I always check in, hey, are you ready for this part? And you went, got it. I'm ready. I play on a regular basis. I am super excited. Go. All right. So start off with, I, I did one Ironman triathlon. It hurt. <laughs> uh, I eat pizza every Sunday night. Sometimes Sunday afternoon, but every Sunday. And I have a twin sister that lives in Chicago. You're good at this game. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, if you want to know what, what is Ben's lie, come talk to us in the comments uh, on social media or on your go-to podcast platform. 
Ben, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Everybody who has a peanut allergy or whatever allergy, I guess, uh, go buy some well two wipes because what an amazing invention and what a great story. Thank you for being here. Listeners, as always, thanks for sticking around. This has been the Shandyland podcast and we'll talk to you soon. 